1815, London began to pump sewage into the Thames River with only 200,000 cesspits and all of them needing to be emptied by the workers. The cesspits began to fill because it was too expensive for London to empty, empty them. Sewage that was pumped out of London was being pumped back into London used for drinking, bathing, and cooking. Old chamber pots were being replaced in houses with the new flush toilets causing the cesspools to fill faster. Waste from factories and slaughterhouses too caused sewage to overflow into street drains, polluting the city before it reached the Thames River. Stench was in the air during this time and that was when this period of history was termed the Great Stench. Cholera was caused by this as there was an increase in cholera during the 1840s. Metropolitan Commission of Sewers was formed and the stink problem was dealt with by reworking the sewer systems, removing the cesspools for good. The creation of the Metropolitan Commission of Sewers cleared up the pollution and cholera slowly, dwindling. It didn't prevent another epidemic in 1860, though. In 1860, though. This time, the pollution wasn't entering the city from the Thames River. It was from the Leah River. The polluted waters were entering reservoirs through the East London Water Company. Because of the cholera outbreaks, 14,137 residents died, and then 10,738 more residents died in 1853. At this time, it was thought that the outbreaks were because of foul air even though Dr. John Snow had suggested it was because of water contamination, not fair, foul air. In 1859, Joseph Bazinget, chief engineer for the Metropolitan Board of Works, the new name for the old Consolidated Council, came up with a solution to the sewage problem. The plan would take seven years to complete, Bazalgette was a retired Navy captain educated in land drainage and reclamation works. While recuperating from a nervous breakdown, Bazalgette was hired to work on the sewage issues in London. His predecessor, the former chief engineer of the Metropolitan Board of Works, died of what was termed harassing fatigues and anxieties. Soon after being appointed, Bezelget was confronted with the cholera outbreak while working on the issue of improving London's sewer systems. His plan was to enclose the sewer systems, thereby reducing the deaths of cholera victims. Sewage had to be pumped great distances downstream to prevent sewage from re-entering the city. 
from re-entering the city's clean water supply. This was done with the help of five huge pumping stations near the Thames River and the Leo River. The city hired workers to flush the sewer pipes of anything that plugged the lines. People would also scavenge through the waste for things that weren't damaged and could be sold again. Sometimes entire families were known to have been involved in this practice. Not only did they scavenge not only did they scavenge through the sewers, they would walk along the banks of Thames scavenging as well. Workers were hired by the city for searching the sewers and streets to kill rats. Henry Mole devised the dry earth system which made the connection between hygiene and the expansion of disease. The dry earth system was accepted in households, rural districts, and military hospitals, then patented in 1860. After the pumping stations and sewage lines were laid down, Charles Henry Driver assisted Joseph Bazinget with the architectural design for the embankment of the Thames River. He also assisted in the design for the pumping houses of Abbey Mills and Crestness, or Crossness, turning them into structures of Victorian masterpieces. Filled with decorations of art, engineering, and ornaments of ironwork that are nothing short of masterpieces, the pumping houses were finally opened on April 4, 1865 with a ceremonial opening that royalty even attended. After the pumping stations and sewage lines were laid down, Charles Henry Driver assisted Joseph Bazalgette with the architectural design for the embankment of the Thames River. He also assisted in the design for the pumping house of Abbey Mills and Crossness, turning them into structures of Victorian masterpieces, filled with decorations of art, engineering, and ornaments of ironwork that are nothing more than masterpieces. The pumping houses were finally opened on April 4, 1865, with a ceremonial opening that royal royalty of even attended. The Prince of Wales, after the ceremony, even turned the wheel which started the pumps. A huge rumble beams lifted rods and flywheels all began to work and the station was in full operation. At 11 revolutions per minute, Crossnest pumped six tons of waste per stroke per engine into the 27 million imperial gallon reservoir, releasing it into the Thames River during the ebbing tide. Twelve Cornish boilers consumed five tons of coal and produced the steam that was needed. In 1882, London began to separate solid waste from liquid. In 1891, sediment tanks were added and the waste was then carried by steamboats and dumped into the sea. 
As time went on with the coming of new technologies and growing populations, more was added to the pumps. They were eventually changed over to diesel pumps, but the steam pumps were added again later to handle flooding in Abbey Wood and the Eastern Royal Arsenal. The Crossnest pumping station was decommissioned in 1953. It was decided that it would be, be cost effective to just leave the station as the stations as they were, instead of dismantling them. Luckily, that decision was made because later efforts were made to restore the pumps. Restoration of Crossness is now being done and the Crossness has been made an official historical landmark.